0: We are doing a big warm welcome for this week's podcast guest, Ray. She is a woman's mindset and manifestation coach, and she has so many tangible goodies to share with us throughout this entire conversation. But there is also so much power in finding a community and people around you who are going to lift you up and support you in every single season. And Ray is going to walk you through what affirmations and manifestations are, how you can even just start, how you can eliminate that overwhelm, and how you can truly get clarity on the bigger picture to help you drive and move forward on your goals. And there's one part in this episode that she talks about finding purpose and fulfillment, but not placing that only on what you do at work, but finding micro passions throughout your day. So if you love this week's episode, please make sure you tag both of us. I am at Michaela underscore Robertson underscore, and she is at mindful.ray. And we will see see you at the end of the episode. Please let us know what you think. Welcome, Ray, to the podcast this week. I am so excited to have you on here. Can you just start off by chatting a little bit with the audience about who you are, what you do, and kind of just share a little bit of background about your journey?
1: Yeah, and also thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so for everyone that doesn't know me, my name is Rachelle, but you can call me Ray. Um, I'm a woman's mindset and manifestation coach. So I help women overcome their mindset so that they can basically go of the limiting beliefs and really step into their power and work on their inner peace so that they can manifest with ease. And basically what led me here, I was actually in a doctorate program to be a clinical psychologist and it wasn't for me. I started realizing that. When I was in school, I wanted I was already looking up how to be a coach. <laughs> and <laughs> the more I stayed there, I realized like this just isn't for me. I feel like I need to be a coach. I'm the type of person who wants to focus on someone's goals. And majoring in biopsychology, I understood what was going on with the brain. So being able to connect everything has really helped me and that's kind of what led me where I am now.
0: <laughs> I I love that. And I feel like so many people listening to this podcast can relate of like being in like that that check mark the box like getting a degree going to college going to school getting the job but also having like that like gut like feeling that rumble of like I want to do something else and I want to do more which is why I wanted to bring you on the podcast this week is to really chat about those limiting beliefs and how to manifest and create you know not just like say you're going to do it, but actually make it happen and really talking about that inner work. So I want to start off by talking about, you know, give us a little bit of a background of like the science-y part of how the brain works and how that ties into, you know, just your everyday life, your thought work, and just the reality that you create for yourself.
1: Okay. So basically our brain is, it's really amazing. Okay. So anything that you say out loud, your brain is already picturing it. So, for example, if I tell you to think of a lemon, you biting into a lemon, your mouth probably starts to salivate. That's how powerful our brain is. And that's why when people try to manifest like with affirmations and the more they do it, it can basically help train your brain and create these neurotransmitters where that thought becomes a habit. And that's why your thoughts really matter, because the more you put yourself down and the more you stress, like it starts to actually affect your physical body and that's why i love affirmations and i think it's a great way to manifest as well because the more you repeat it you actually are training your brain and creating these neurotransmitters that are going to keep firing over and over again but we want to create healthy ones not the ones that are going to help us or lead us to sickness basically
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think that's a really good foundation to just kind of let people know and realize that it's not just some like woo woo guru stuff. Like it's truly how your brain is wired and like it's so much deeper than just like change your thoughts change your life type of thing like that's very like surface level right so for somebody who's listening and they might not know like what affirmations are or Mm -hmm. what manifestation is can you just give us like a quick like nitty-gritty like what is it yeah
1: of course actually someone just messaged me the other day asking me like what's the difference of affirmations and manifestation so manifestation is basically when you focus your energy towards something and then you bring it into your reality so manifesting your wants or even things maybe you don't want it's because you're focusing your energy on it and then affirmations Mm -hmm. is basically when you say anything like i am x y and z so i am confident you may see people you know posting on their stories like i am confident i am beautiful stuff like that those are affirmations that can really help you with manifesting and also retraining that brain
0: Yeah, so they both go hand in hand. And I think Mm -hmm. that's like a really well put way to explain them. And because I think like a lot of times, we know what we're doing, we know what we're talking about, but we forget that others also don't know. Um, So how did you use affirmations and manifestation in your own life to kind of bridge that gap of like, getting your degree to switching over to coaching, if that was like, like what that path looked like?
1: So that
0: was a really difficult,
1: definitely very difficult leaving my doctorate program because, of course, the fear arises and you put all of these thoughts in your head like, oh, what are people going to think? Like, am I going to be okay? Am I still going to be successful? Because, you know, we're taught basically to go through the system, you know, go through high school and then go straight to college. Mm -hmm. So it's very difficult. But I started telling myself, okay, well, at the end of the day, like, this is my life. And Mm -hmm. I had to tell myself, like, I can do this. And that's how my affirmations can be really powerful as well as telling yourself, like, I am confident that I'm going to be able to get through this. I am X, Y, and Z, you know, constantly repeating that. And so with affirmations and manifestation, the thing is, you can't just say, I am confident, or I can do this, whatever that is, you have to actually put in the action. And that's where the disconnect can be. And that's why I think some people do struggle with affirmations, because they're like, I've been saying it over and over. But are you actually taking action to work on yourself, like the inner work?
0: Mm -hmm. so elaborate on that just a little bit because I think that's so juicy and like I feel like you could like tear that apart in so many different ways and break it down but for the for like the girl who's listening and you know she is saying I am confident I am this this is what I want to become how does she one put that action into play but two continue to do that inner work like do them simultaneously right that's kind of what you're saying
1: yes exactly so let's say she says she wants to be, she's saying like, I am confident. You can't just say the next like few hours later say so like, Oh my gosh, I'm so ugly. You know, you can't put yourself down. Yeah. That's the thing mm-hmm. where a lot of people do it. Well wake up in the morning, they'll say their affirmations, but then throughout the day you're saying the complete opposite and your brain is listening to everything you're saying. So that's where the conflict's going to be. So one, you have to be very aware of how you treat yourself, mm-hmm. how you speak to yourself, because if you're not, then you're not really doing anything. You're basically staying stagnant. And so another way that you can take action is let's say, you know, your affirmation is I am confident and you want to work on that. Well, you know, if you know that there's a specific outfit that makes you feel confident or like putting on makeup that makes you feel confident, go ahead, do it. Like it doesn't matter what other people think. It's really how it makes Mm -hmm. you feel and doing things that make you feel better. Like even if it's, working out or going for a walk, and and you actually enjoying it, that's going to help you build confidence in yourself.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think that a lot of times there is so much external noise and people Mm -hmm. are so caught up in what other people are thinking of them and what other people, you know, might say if they decide to drop out of school and go pursue a different path. So in your transition phase, did you have anybody in your life or around you that was kind of like, you know, those little voices inside of your head? but externally saying, why are you doing this? What are you doing? Um, And how did you navigate that?
1: So definitely my parents were very supportive, but when I first told them they were, (laughs) they were definitely shocked about it. They're like, what, what are you going to do? You know, what's your plan? And to be completely honest, I didn't tell my parents till over a month later. I didn't tell anyone. And I think that's what really helped me. So I do recommend that for people because it's like, it's your life and I had to really collect my emotions together and make sure I was ready to share this when I was ready. And that's the thing. I think a lot of people are terrified, but also they don't give themselves time to really sit with that decision on their own before telling other people. So I think that's what made this transition a little bit easier for me because I did it on my time. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, I that is, like, literally so much gold, and I love that because, like, success is made in silence, and, like, I am a firm believer in that. And like, a world of social media, when people are always trying to post to, like, prove themselves, to show others what they're doing, like, the true, hard, internal work comes when nobody else is around, when you're alone, and it's, like, you versus you. Totally so I agree. think I, <laughs> I really love that, and I think that that takes a lot of courage to do all of that on your own like I'm sure you did you like tell your boyfriend like do you have like a little bit of support oh yeah he was the only Uh, one who knew. yeah Yeah, he
1: was the first one to definitely know and
0: it was
1: him the entire time like thank god I had someone to tell and he was there to support me the entire way so that made it easier as well so if there's people in your life that you know for a fact you can kind of basically go to and share this with them just to like for you to feel better to like let it out then go Mm -hmm. ahead and do it.
0: Yeah, and maybe do you have some insight on, like, how did you start that conversation without dimming your own light and without, like, stooping down to the level of what their expectations were, if that makes sense, you know? Because, like, I feel like a lot of times, like, we're here, we're on this high, we're so excited about what's going on, and then you tell somebody, and they kind of start to suck that energy out of you. So, like, did you have that at all, and how did you navigate it?
1: Yeah, so I already knew my family in general, not just my parents, but like other family members are probably going to be really shocked and there might be opinions coming my way. And I think because I accepted it already and told myself like, no matter what, there's going to be people that are going to talk, whether they're my family, my friends, people I don't even know, no matter what, they're going to say something that maybe that I don't like. But I think because Mm -hmm. I accepted that already, I just let it be because I told myself that, okay, worst case scenario, what's going to happen? And I told myself, no matter what, I'm going to figure it out, no matter what. Like, I don't know
0: what's going to happen, but I'm just going to make it happen. (laughs) Exactly, yes. And sometimes you just have to trust in that power of, like, your gut and the vision and the bigger picture and realize that, if you know the why and you know the driving force, the how is going to fall into place with time. Um, So kind of how could you help somebody find that why power through manifestation and affirmations? Um, I know for me personally, like, I never really was, like, a visionary person. I didn't really believe in vision until I started reading my vision every day and, like, really feeling, seeing. So how can you talk on that a little bit?
1: Okay. So I think that, I mean, like you were saying, like, visioning it is so powerful. And that's the thing I think a lot of people say, I want this, I want that or it'd be my life would be easier if I had x, y and z. But really, take a moment to sit down and first write your goals. Because it can actually be hard sometimes, like if you start writing it, and a lot of people get stuck, they don't know how to be very specific. And not visioning it can also be a disconnect as well. Because like you were saying, when you were were reading yours and starting to feel into it, like it probably got you really excited because you finally Mm -hmm. realized like, wow, I'm capable of creating this life. And that's the thing when it comes to manifestation, especially and you wanting anything, you really have to see yourself there. But the thing is, is like, who are you going to become to actually manifest Mm -hmm. that? Because we can't manifest anything by staying the same.
0: Absolutely. And with that comes a lot of inner work. So what recommendations do you have for the listener who is like, ah, like, I don't even know where to start. What comes first?
1: Yeah. So a great way, there's a few different ways. There isn't right or wrong, but a great way of kind of seeing like, what are things you want in your life, but maybe you are struggling to get it. And the reason why you might be struggling to get it could be honestly just your own limiting beliefs. And so Mm -hmm. understanding your limiting beliefs can basically start it for you to be like, okay, where did this even come from anyways? Like, why do I even have Mm -hmm. this belief? Like I tell my clients all the time, question your thoughts because they aren't always from you. Like for example, for a very long time, I was suffering with body dysmorphia. I still suffer it to this day, but like, There were so many thoughts in my head telling myself that I was I was deformed or I had like a really weird body and all this stuff, which isn't true. But then when I Mm -hmm. tapped into understanding, like, okay, where did this start? Well, when I was younger, I was bullied and I started believing those beliefs. And so understanding like, wow, those thoughts actually didn't come from me. That can give you the next step to start retraining your brain to create a new belief for yourself that's going to get you to where you want to go
0: absolutely I love that and a lot of times our beliefs are it's such a deeper root than like we give it you know we've really just look at it surface level and like like oh well it's in my head so it's mine to hold like no you have the ability to take that thought and say this is not serving me this is a thought that I want to create yeah um when you were going through that thought work with the body dysmorphia and stuff did you use a journal did you just kind of verbally process it like what were some like tangible things that you did to kind of help you get through it and to where you're at today
1: okay so this is like way before I like was into manifestation, but I remember the first thing I started doing was looking in the mirror and actually telling myself I was beautiful. I used to think it was super dumb, <laughs> but I swear <laughs> it, it really does work. So I first started like that and it was kind of like affirmations. And so mm-hmm. the more I started saying it, I started realizing like, wow, I'm actually starting to like feel a little bit more confident in myself. So that's how mm-hmm. I first started everything. And then I started to be a little bit more positive by being kinder to myself. But there was a point in my life where I was being so positive that it felt like I wasn't doing anything. Like I wasn't healing from the past. So that's when I started questioning. And also I went to therapy. So recommend mm-hmm. if anyone needs to go to therapy. Yes. I saw a coach Absolutely. and I, also saw a ther- I went to see a therapist. And they helped me realize like all of these thoughts were literally from my past. And that's how you can start the healing process is really trying to find out where it came from. And sometimes you probably won't find out right away. The Your brain works in mysterious ways. Sometimes you're triggered by sounds, by smells, and it sometimes comes at the worst timing. But your brain is going to show these emotions to you or these memories to you when it thinks your brain is actually ready for it.
0: Yeah, and it's honestly a never-ending progress like process, wouldn't you say? Like it's something that you have to work at every single day. And even if you feel like you know you're getting into a better place with your body dysmorphia, you know that you have to keep matching those thoughts and those actions to continue to build your confidence. Yeah. And so, it's just like it's like this whole contingent thing, but. I think that a lot of people get stuck in this vicious cycle (laughs) of, you know, the really high days and the really low days and they let the low days keep them down. So how can you speak to her? Who's like, I'm tired of being stuck in this cycle that makes me feel like I'm not making progress. Like I just keep saying the same words and the same thoughts. How do you kind of break that cycle? Okay. So definitely, I know this is
1: probably some people might disagree, but I highly recommend doing this. Um, first, you can even distract yourself just to kind of get out of that funk and try mm-hmm. to be aware of your daily habits and daily patterns, honestly, because if you notice you keep doing the same thing over and over again, it kind of that awareness, there's so much power in awareness Just knowing like how you respond each time. And so asking yourself like, okay, what did I do last time that didn't help me? So what can I do new? And so just distracting yourself sometimes can really help so you can get out of that funk. So doing things that you enjoy, like um, going for a walk or listening to a podcast, reading a book, like Mm -hmm. people don't realize that we really do have a choice of what we consume every single day and so and we forget that there's little things that give us joy like even if it's just watching some netflix for a little bit just to make us feel better whatever that is but do more of that do more of things that give you joy because you're living you're actually living your life and yeah it doesn't help you heal at that moment but sometimes we just need to get out of that funk and distraction can be the first step you could take honestly
0: yeah, I love that. One of my other podcast friends, she did a podcast about creating a joy list. And so she's like, you don't want to take it. out the notepad on your phone or do whatever and create an entire joy list of all the things that, you know, make you happy. And if it's on your phone, like if you're out and about doing something and you're like, oh my gosh, this made me feel so good. I'm going to add it to my joy list. And then when you're in those ruts and you're in those moments where you're feeling a little helpless and you're kind of like, ah, oh, what do I do? Yep. Go to your joy list and do one of those things, even for 10 minutes. And it's that mood shift that's make, going to make you like, holy cow. And for me, it's like dancing and like music and like, that's kind of, you know, like my sweet escape, like that is just gets me hyped all the time. But I think that there's a difference between the sweet escape and the numbing. Do you Mm -hmm. feel like there is, or have you seen instances where people might use that distraction in a way to avoid or to numb what's going on like internally and how, like, how can we overcome that?
1: Yeah. So it's really, it's really a choice. the thing like there's so many people who do that which i mean it's i don't want to say it's normal but i feel like it's kind of normal right now where a lot of people use distractions to push it away and one thing to know is that that emotion or that thought whatever that is that triggered you it's going to keep coming back (laughs) no matter what it's going to keep coming back and the reason why it's going to come back is because it wants you to work through that emotion. And so what I tell my clients is if you can't deal with it right then and there, like, let's say they're out and about with family and friends and they need something to kind of distract themselves and do it. But in a time and place, like maybe when you're feeling better about yourself and you're out of that funk, then maybe you can pause for a moment and ask yourself like, okay, why did I feel that way that day? Why did this thought come up? Why was I triggered X, Y and Z? And it's funny because when me and my clients work on it together, they're like, oh, my gosh, like, that's why I was triggered that day. Or this is the reason why I felt like crap. And they start laughing about it. And it's because they're no (laughs) longer in that mood anymore. They're they're able to talk Mm -hmm. about it and, and slowly heal from it.
0: Yeah, I love that. And sometimes you have to step outside of the box to look at, like, the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And I did, like, a whole podcast last week about, like, what you resist persists. Oh, I listened like, that. The more that you, sh- yeah, <laughs> the more that you, like, shove things down, the more that you pretend they're not there, they're just going to come back, and they're going to come back louder. And eventually yeah. you're going to have to deal with it, and you're going to have to face it. So I do agree, you know, like, it's good to step away, but also realize that that just doesn't make it go, poof, like, see you later. <laughs> like, you're never going to come back. And... I truly do believe that like our whole life is just a compilation of stress and things going on and negative emotions, happy emotions, and they all just kind of like ripple effect into one another. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that is so powerful. But how could you, somebody who loves what they do, but they want more, they want more fulfillment, they want more passion, they want more purpose, how did you find that? when you were in a season where I know you said like you really like enjoyed like helping others and you were getting your degree but how else could you find that
1: finding your passion and like your purpose
0: yeah like finding something deeper
1: I think it's really connecting to your inner child and reminding yourself as well like what are things that I loved to do when I was a kid or what are things that Mm -hmm. I still currently like to do and finding like your micro passions So micro passions is basically little small things, maybe throughout the day that you love, enjoy doing. Like for me, I love reading and that's not part of my job, but I love doing it anyways. And that's something that you can like make a list of kind of like your joy list, but also like your micro passions list too, because we're not really living when we're trying to like focus on having this purpose of a job. That's so fun, you know, because every job, is going to have little things that we do not like to do. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. that's totally normal. And so I think also trying to find those micro passions in your life is going to be helpful because you not only get to do fun things maybe at your job if you enjoy your job, but also you get to look forward to doing things after your job as well. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what life is all about. Life is all about living. Like there's always something to do and everyone's so focused on being successful and finding their purpose and yes those are great but don't forget to be present and actually enjoy your life and be proud of any progress big or small that you have because the more you do that the more you will live a fulfilled life
0: i love that like i love that so much and i think So often, people look for one or the other. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I have to have a job or I have to have a passion. And, like, you know, people forget to find those micro things that they can fit in throughout their day. And then they get stuck in that cycle again of like the poor me, why me? I don't like my job. I don't like what I'm doing. But, like, you have so much time outside of your work. Like, right, you're working 40 hours a week typically. And, like, what about the 100 plus hours? (laughs) I don't do math, but, like, you know, how many other hours are in the week that you can fill those pockets of time? with micro passions, micro purposes, micro fulfillment, whatever you want to call it, and really help you boost that energy and that mood to carry with you at work. Yes.
1: Yes. And and also so like if you really are at a job that is you're miserable and you're not happy, you know, create an exit strategy. You know, instead of complaining, you know, getting upset that you hate your job, you know, do something to create an exit strategy because your happiness is so much more important and at the end of the day like you're the one who goes to bed with yourself and you're the one that's going to either be happy or not so we have a choice every single day and i know it can be hard leaving something that can be like your security but is you know are you going to prioritize that security over how you genuinely feel every single night
0: yes i think that i think that's really powerful because A lot of my audience is nurses or in the healthcare field. And so being in a really demanding job and it's easy to blame the external, it's easy to blame Mm -hmm. the profession, the long hours, the work days, you know, the employer, whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, it's like looking internally and saying, how can I do a self audit here? Mm -hmm. So do you have any like tangible tools when it comes to maybe doing a self audit to look internally and say, Hey, what do I need to change here? What do I need to fix here?
1: yeah so what you can do is look at your life like throughout the week and monitor like how you're feeling that's like the first step i give everyone it's like monitor how you're feeling monitor how you speak to yourself and once you monitor that for maybe a week or two then you can have an understanding of like okay these are things that maybe i want to change or these are things that like i definitely want to keep because that way like It's like little check-ins here and there. Like, I like to do that with myself, like, maybe even once a month or something, just to make sure that I'm okay. I'm also staying Mm -hmm. on track. So, like, writing everything down, honestly, I write everything down. It's just so powerful. It's super powerful. And I think it's great, too, because if you write in the journal, you can also even look back and see, like, how much you've progressed. Or like how much has changed in your life even if it's not like physical change it could be just inner interchange and you can be so proud of that even if it's something small
0: absolutely and I think that there's a lot of power in identifying those patterns because it helps you make the connections and helps you make you realize like oh this is something like I need to change here and I I can think of several instances where like I would journal and I would go back and read that journal and I'm like one, I've made it so far, but two, like, look at this pattern here, like, it's on a consistent basis, and I'm feeling down and sluggish (laughs) at this day, this time, and this is what I'm doing and who I'm surrounded by, so, like, adios, (laughs) like, I need to change this, so I think that that I I love that tip. Um, And then a little bit about, I just want to touch a little bit on like community and surrounding yourself with people who really, one, will hear you out, but two, cheer you on. How and if did you have to shift the community that you were a part of at all along this journey and kind of what did that look like? So I I definitely have lost people like friendships Mm
1: -hmm. ever since I started. Mm like this entrepreneur thing (laughs) that i'm still learning about i feel like all of us continue learning about um and it was it's lonely i'm not gonna lie like it could be really lonely at first but i feel like Mm -hmm. i didn't really purposely cut anyone off like i think they kind of just fell off which it was good for me because it made me realize like okay i know who i want in my life i know certain people that are supporting me and then another Mm -hmm. thing too i actually manifested more people to come into my life so i wrote in my journal that i wanted to manifest like friends i wanted to manifest um new acquaintances that had similar goals to mine and just come into my life and i wanted to manifest being more on podcast <laughs> podcast <Yeah. laughs> and i was on i think i was on like six or seven last year and then i met so many people last year and so they just i just decided that like that's what i wanted and the universe brought it my way.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it really is a decision. And it's crazy because, like, it's once you think about it and once it's on your heart and once it's on your mind, you start to do those manifestations, those affirmations. Like, it truly comes to you in abundance. Okay. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of naysayers who are like, you guys are wrong. Like, that's not how this works. Like, I've been trying <laughs> so hard. But really, they got to look internally and do that deep internal work to match those actions and those thoughts together. So yeah. I love that. One last question that I had from a podcast listener, how do you kind of navigate this feeling of being overwhelmed? Because you want to do all the things, Mm -hmm. you want to check mark all the boxes, you want to B, C, do everything, (laughs) but we're humans, right? We, We can't do that. So how do you navigate that overwhelm and kind of how do you prioritize the things to focus on and maybe the things not to focus on?
1: I love this question because I used to be the queen of overwhelmment and the queen of burnout. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I love this question. So it took a lot to learn, that's for sure. And Mm -hmm. you really need to create a routine that works for you. And one that has honestly been such a game changer for me personally, is creating time blocking on my calendar. Mm -hmm. So the reason why I do this is I basically do one task, like base, like whatever block that is, and I focus only on that. And the reason why I do time blocking is because when you do time blocking, you're basically able to focus on one thing that whole time, and not worry about anything else. And that way, when you finish your day, everything's done, and you feel less overwhelmed, because there's a difference between being productive and busy most people Absolutely. are busy not productive.
0: Yes. <laughs> so true. I yeah, and I think that that is like incredible because I think it's also important like on one end, you know, we fill our schedules with busy things. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. But like why do you want to do that? Why is it important to you? Why is it even on your to-do list? Yes. And so really getting that clarity on like what you're actually giving your time and energy to and something that I like to do with a lot of my clients is energy audits and so like throughout the day mapping out you know like what are you spending doing like how much time do you spend scrolling social media how does it make you feel after exactly how much time do you spend with these people how do they make you feel after and you'll start to identify those patterns and be like this is not serving me if I cut out this hour of scrolling, I have a whole hour to put in my micro passion or whatever it might be, you know? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it's like taking ownership for how you spend your time. So I I think that that is (laughs) gold and such, (laughs) such a good end note, because I know that there is a lot of busy people in the world who probably needed to hear that little bit of a gut check. So tell us where we can find you now and what you're up to and what's coming next for you.
1: Yeah, sure. So you could definitely find me on Instagram. My name is mindful.ray, R-A-E. And then I'm also on TikTok, mindfulray, also mindful.ray. Um, and then my website, it's a really long name, but if you go to my Instagram... I'll put it in the show notes. Okay, cool. I'll put it in the show there notes too. <laughs> <laughs> it's my full name. It's really long. Um, so you can find me there on Instagram or TikTok. And then um, what's coming up, I'm actually creating another group program, which I'm super excited about. So you get like a little feel about that but basically i do have a group program right now it's called the magnetically manifest academy so that does teach girls how to manifest but my goal is for you to really shift your mindset and become that version of you that can manifest because a lot of people just think like oh if i focus on it i'm gonna manifest it nope that's not it like we do goal setting we work on habits I give you guys a three-step framework so that you can understand how you can realign back into the present moment. So I do that with my clients um, and I do that with one-on-one as well. Basically what I teach in my group, I teach in my one-on-one, but we obviously are doing like one-on-one right now. Um, yeah. And later on, I am trying to work on another program which is probably like a higher level for people who are already know about manifestation and being able to manifest specific things like money, wealth, relationships self-love stuff like that so I'm working on that right now but I don't know when it's coming out yet but it's definitely coming out this year
0: (laughs) so exciting well they will definitely have to come follow you on Instagram TikTok check out your website I will put all of it in the show notes and I am so happy that you came on today's podcast episode so thank you so much thank you I had so much fun